Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all of the events from Wednesday, October 7th of 2020. Um, And for housekeeping today, I'm just going to preface, look, I'm an American. We just had a vice presidential debate today. Um, I'm not quite as wound up as I was last week after our presidential debate, but I'm still a little wound up. Um because I get excited about this stuff. Um, But I'm not quite as hyper as I was last week, but in case I'm like a little more blah all over the place, that is why. Um, I'm hoping that I've calmed down. I've taken the dog on a little stroll, even though it is pitch black outside. Um, I'm about a half hour to an hour late recording this at this point. Um, You know, it might go up on time, it might not. (laughs) Um, Hopefully we'll find out. So, yeah, just a little preface there. Um, So I think we're good, but let's go ahead and get started with the Belgian royal family. Alright, today was the lightest day, well, possibly the lightest day for the Belgian royal family. Um, The only thing on the calendar today and the only event that happened, to my complete knowledge, um, is that Queen Mathilde uh, participated in a webinar with Music Connects. Um, So Music Connects is a program of the Queen Mathilde Foundation. Um, that has supported 53 projects and over 4,000 young people in incorporating, like, music as a way to deal with things, um, to deal with emotions, to, to work through trauma, just to really use music as an emotional tool, um, which it can be. Um, it's an amazing emotional tool. It's an amazing emotional regulator. Um, one of the things that I did after, you know, this debate that I just watched that I'm all fired up about still, um, is I listened to some pretty calming music. I actually, um, sometimes will find comfort in like calming voices. So this is like a weird thing that I have recently discovered is that, um, very related to this topic, Queen Matilde's voice very much calms me down. It used to drive me crazy. I don't know why. It still drives me crazy when she speaks in English because it's just very soft with a very French sounding accent, which of course makes sense um, because that is her primary language. Um, But like when she speaks in French or in Dutch, I feel very calm and peaceful. So I may or may not have just listened to like a little bit of a speech she gave a few months ago because it calmed me down. Um, I also listened to a few songs to help me calm down, um, not ones that rile me up about anything, um, all while I was taking the dog outside, um, just because sometimes you gotta calm down, and I didn't do that last week, which I think led to the problem. Um, So, like, Music is great, um, is what that all boils down to. And the Queen Matilde Foundation and Queen Matilde herself really, like, recognized that um, and put a focus on it. So this webinar was um, 
just kind of talking about that and like the different ways that the project um, supports different things. So it was great. Um, there wasn't, I can't find a video of it. Um, I've tried looking, but like, I've got a lot going on throughout the day now. So I didn't, uh, I couldn't find it in the, the brief amount of time that I was able to spend looking. Um, believe me, I tried. Um, but that is the deal in Belgium today. There wasn't a whole lot, but there wasn't like so little. Um, so yeah, that's what was going on in Belgium. I'm very excited about tomorrow. I literally cannot wait till tomorrow. I'm so excited for this event. Um, but for now, let's go ahead and move on to the British royal family. the UK today we're going to start with the Duchess of Cornwall who visited the Maggie Center at St. Bartholomew's Hospital. Um, so Camilla is patron or president, I can't remember which off the top of my head, and of course I didn't write it down, um, of the Maggie Center which is a cancer support network for really anyone whose life is affected by cancer. Uh, doctors, patients, caregivers, support people, family members, etc. Um, and it provides them with tools and coping mechanisms and all of this to get through this horrible, scary disease. Um, and so she will, Camilla will frequently go to different, um, Maggie Centers, and today she visited the one at St. Bartholomew's. Um, it was a great visit. I, again, you guys, I apologize, but I wasn't able to watch a lot or read a lot about it, just the Twitter posting that uh, Clarence House put out. Um, today was a hard day to, like, balance. Um, time management just wasn't there today. So sometimes that'll happen with this transition that I'm like personally going through with starting a new job. Um, you know, and it'll, it'll change again when I'm out of training and like actually doing my day to day job. So we'll get through it. But it's a learning curve for all of us. Um, so that was Camilla's event. And then the biggest, most surprising thing to me um, was that this morning, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge held an audience for the President and First Lady of Ukraine um, at Buckingham Palace. So I mentioned yesterday, just kind of like reading through the court circular, that the President uh, and First Lady were had arrived in the UK for like an official visit. It's not a state visit because there aren't state visits happening in the world right now, really, but it is an official visit. Um, and I was very surprised to see that the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge were the ones that met with him and his wife this morning. Um, so I've been kind of thinking about it all day and not really, but like, I've been thinking about it sporadically. Um, 
because, you know, Charles just got back from Kuwait, and I don't think he's in an official period of isolation, but, like, he was just in Kuwait a few days ago, so there might be some sort of precautionary thing being done. I don't know, um, but for COVID reasons. Um, and obviously the queen is, like, definitely not allowed to see people because she's 94, and these two just flew from the Ukraine, um, so, like, no, let's not introduce her to people who have been inside foreign countries, um, right now or ever again, really. Um, so, you know, you go through all of that and the next logical conclusion is the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. But it was such a big deal. Like, this is a huge thing. Um, so they've definitely met world leaders before, they, but they haven't done a lot one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I remember in 2011, shortly, shortly after their wedding and honeymoon, the then-president of the United States and First Lady um, came to the UK, and they had already met with the Queen, um, and I can't remember if it was on the Obama state visit or not. Um, but they also, like, met the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge at a reception. Um, but it was in, like, a large group setting. And then again, um, at the Olympics, like, they've definitely met world leaders. But the only other time I can think of of a one-on-one -on -one is when the Obamas came to Kensington um, after, like, George was one. Prince George was one. Um, so that would have been, what, 14-ish, 2014. Um, and Prince Harry was there as well, the now Duke of Sussex. Um, but, like, that's the only other time I can think of that happening one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and that wasn't even really, like, the same situation, but kind of. Um... But they also met with the queen then, too. So, like, this is who from the royal family the president and first lady of the Ukraine get to meet. Um, as far as I know. Watch it be someone else tomorrow. But, like, it's a big deal. And, of course, it's logical and um, it makes a lot of sense. But it's it was a big deal. It was very exciting to see. Um, so, definitely, like, you know, this year is really becoming a defining year for the Cambridges in so many ways. Um, so that's what was going on publicly. I'm now going to pull up the court circular um, to figure out what was going on behind the scenes. Oh, oh, this is interesting. Um, okay, so Queen Elizabeth and the Countess of Wessex, so Sophie, um, held a video conference with um, the CEO of, I guess, the International Agency for the Prevention of Blindness um, and three eye specialists, eye care specialists, to mark World Sight Day. Um, so that's going to be something that will definitely come up in the near future. Um, that's kind of cool. 
Um, let's see. It's Wednesday, so Prime Minister Boris Johnson held his weekly audience with the Queen via telephone. Um, the Prince of Wales is in Scotland, as I imagined. Um, held an audience with... Um, some people relating to the campaign for wool, um, like sheep's wool. Um, so he held them in an audience this morning. They're from, I guess, the company of Johnston's of Elgin. Um, no idea. And then, of course, um, the Duchess of Cornwall's event, and then, oh boy, okay, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge actually had a huge day. Um, so the first thing was a meeting, um, a video conference with SOS Children's Village in Pakistan. Um, SOS is a really cool organization that um, brings children, it's, it's like the new version of an orphanage, but it's really cool in that it like divides children into communities um, and really gives them like a community feel and a strong start as much as possible for um, kids in these situations. Um, so that happened. Um, and then they also had a video conference with students from the Islamabad model college for girls in Pakistan. Um, then the audience with the president of Ukraine. Um, and later on, wow, this is crazy. This is an amazing day. Um, the Duchess of Cambridge held a meeting, um, with the Director of Development at the National History Museum in London. So, um, and I, I think, okay, it looks like Kate is um, patron of the National History Museum. Holy moly, guys. That's a huge day for Will and Kate. That's amazing. Um... And wow, that's like my spot on reaction. The only reason I know so much about SOS Children's Villages is because Queen Letizia of Spain is always working with them. Um, so I know a lot about them. That's bizarre how busy their day was. That's awesome. Um, like I said, 2020 is like the year for the Cambridges, even though things are crazy this year. Um, so that's what was going on in the UK. Wow, that's awesome. Um, and now we are going to move on to Denmark, which is another busy day. I'm also going to preface, um, now that we're into Denmark, every royal family had at least one thing today, so it's going to be a day. Um, and a lot of them had a lot of things, clearly. Um, 
So in Denmark, the first thing on the calendar was um, Queen Margrethe held the traditional annual Council of State meeting the day after Parliament opens. Um, this is something that apparently happens every year. I had no idea until this year. Um, and then I knew the Folkting opened every year, but didn't know the Council of State was held the next day. Um, so that was a fun surprise. And then also joining her was Crown Prince Frederick. Um, he will occasionally join in on these Council of State meetings, as is kind of normal for the um, upcoming heirs to the throne. I hate calling them that, but like that generation um, that haven't taken the throne yet. So Akun is obviously sitting in on Council of States, if not leading them at this point, um, since he's serving as regent. Um you know, Crown Princess Victoria will sit in on them. Frederick is sitting in on them. It's normal. Um, just kind of like a preparation for your role ahead kind of deal. So that was the first thing. Um, oh, also, I don't know if this has any importance, but I think I think it did. They found it important to mention um, the Council of State was actually not held in the council room because the council room does not leave enough space for social distancing. So... They went to a different room that was bigger and allowed for the correct amount of spacing, which to my knowledge in Denmark is one meter or three feet, give or take. Um, so that was important. Keep Queen Margrethe safe. Keep all the elderly, all the, all the monarchs safe, but especially the elderly ones and more susceptible ones. Let's keep them all safe. Thank you. Um... All right, next thing. Wow, I see I'm getting a little crazy here. I'm getting a little wound up again. All right, um, next thing. Crown Prince Frederick visited an exhibit at Rosenberg Palace, I think, um, on King Christian V, which was a long time ago. I don't know. <laughs> I've lost track. Um but let's see, Christian the Ninth. Christian the Ninth, Christian. I think it would be Christian the Ninth was Queen Margrethe's grandfather, I think. So count backwards from nine, and that's a lot of generations. And you skip a couple. Anyway, um, the exhibit is called. Um, Power and Courage, Christian V's World, um, and it had a ton of displays, like his baptismal font, his knight's outfit, um, which I think was probably, like, the armor, that's what they're called, body armor, um, like, there were a lot of cool displays, um, so the exhibit opens to the public on Saturday the 10th, but Frederick is, of course, you know, a little bit special, a little bit VIP, so he got the tour today. Um, so that was great. And then in the afternoon, Crown Princess Mary attended a um, an event to mark the UN International Girls' Day, which I believe is actually on Saturday, but who has events on Saturday? I don't know. Um... And so during the event, she, via video conference, spoke with two young women um, or like older girls from 
uh, Uganda and Ethiopia about their experience through this crisis, um, meaning the COVID crisis, um, because so the UN International Girls Day focuses on the inequality that young girls face, um, which is immense. And if you don't know this, women and girls are actually being not necessarily like affected by COVID, the actual disease more, but the outcomes. Um, women particularly are expected now to be staying home if they have children while their children, some are not able to return to school yet. So their children have to be home, like doing school from home. Um, so they've had to give up their jobs or switch their jobs around and are not making as much money. Um, women are horrendously being disadvantaged by the impacts that COVID are having. Um, and that is no different in developing countries. In fact, it is 10 times worse where the norms are very much ingrained that the women are responsible for the home and the children and it's, it's very, they're very disadvantaged. Um, and girls already have a hard time getting an education. Can you imagine now in a crisis, there's no way they're getting an education. Like there's, there's no way because we're in a crisis and we're in a pandemic and girls who already have to fight for access to education have no support right now. And it's awful. Um, so anyway, they were able to speak about their experience, um, in their countries with the pandemic and how they are coping. Um, and yeah, that is a fantastic opportunity for them. Um, so that's what was going on in Denmark. I know I just went on a tangent. I was trying really hard not to do that, but at least it was that tangent and not another tangent. Um, so with that, so let's go ahead and move on to the Netherlands. Today in the Netherlands, there were a couple of events. Um, I'm going to speed through them because there wasn't a lot of information released on them that I read. That I read. There might have been. I didn't find it and I didn't read it. Um, so the first thing is King Willem Alexander visited the operational headquarters for the National Royal Police Force, um, where they talked about um, the police force's role in the pandemic, um, like in keeping people safe during the pandemic, as well as, um, kind of their day-to-day -day 
operations and what that looks like for lots of different things, um, but keeping the Dutch people safe and secure. Um, okay, so that's King Willem Alexander. And then later in the evening, Queen Maxima um, attended an event for more music in the classroom. I think it was a signing of some sort, but like, I never understand because I just, I don't understand why these events are such big productions and like what they're for. I just, I don't get it. I try, but I have no idea. I'm sorry. Um, so the one thing I will say about this that isn't just like, that is, you know, some commentary and you know, the good, the meat and potatoes of this podcast is, um, I don't recall in my life ever seeing Queen Maxima with a ponytail. Um, and I'm so here for it. Like, I don't ever, 2% of the time do I enjoy what Queen Maxima wears in like a casual daytime setting. She can knock me over with her evening wear and has many times um but like her casual daytime stuff not so much um however her in a ponytail is like my new favorite thing um maybe it's because I'm a person who rocks a ponytail every day but like I was here for it I I don't know why it just looked so great I I don't know um I was just very much on board with Queen Maxima in a ponytail. So there's some personal commentary. And now we're going to move on to Norway. Today in Norway, um, there was no update on anything regarding King Harald and his health, which is kind of expected. Um, however, Queen Sonia did have an event today. Um, she delivered the Queen Sonia Print Prize, which is um, obviously a prize in her name. That is the world's leading... Um, how many times can I say prize, but prize, um, in graphic art, which sounds violent graphic. No, just like abstracty graphic. That's what that means. Um, to, so this award went to an artist. Um, her name is Sierra Phillips. She is of Irish and Canadian origin. Um, and her art is, I think, beautiful. I am definitely not, I don't love art, um, like, I just, I don't, but some of, like, the prints that I have seen of her from the pictures that they shared on the, um, Norwegian Royal House's website were absolutely stunning, um, so that was fantastic, um, so yeah, no update from King Harald, but um, 
great to see Queen Sonia. That makes me feel a little bit better. I'm not going to lie. I was getting kind of worried yesterday. Um, so seeing her today made me feel a little bit better um, about Harold and his health. So um, that's what was going on in Norway. And now we are going to move on to Spain. In Spain, we had split engagements yet again from King Felipe and Queen Letizia. You guys, can I just say, I love me some Spanish royal family. I really, really do. But like, part of what I love isn't happening. Like... Felipe and Letizia at events together just is what I like. It's what I like from all the royals and we're not getting it. And they were doing so much over the summer and like over their video conferences and everything. Like they were always together. And now it's just been like weeks on end with like one engagement of the two of them per week. And I got used to them being at events together and now they're not. So... I'm very much looking forward to next Friday, which is the next time that I know they will be in the same room when they are in um, Astorius for the Princess of Astorius Awards. Um, their daughters will be there too, I think. But, like, I'm just... Ugh. And I think I'm more disappointed because they were supposed to be at an event together today. And then, like, yesterday it was like, Oh, nope, just kidding. Letizia's not going to be at the evening event. So that was unfortunate. So um, let's go with the evening event and Felipe's event first. Um, so King Felipe attended the opening of the academic year for the Royal Academies. This is a series of annual events that they do um, in regards to, like, courses and professional development and academic years and school years and all of that. Um, Letizia had the same kind of event this morning as well. Um, so this is just like an annual thing and it's very ceremonial. I haven't watched it yet because it happened while I was working. Um, so I haven't seen it yet, which I don't even know if I can watch the whole thing live because... COVID right now is making things impossible in Spain, which I understand. I feel like I'm back to like, I know why we're doing things the way we are, but they're annoying. Um, that's where I'm at. So that was Felipe's event. And then this morning, uh, Queen Letizia was in Galicia in the northern part of Spain um, where she opened the annual professional course year. Um, so the professional courses are kind of like, um, like vocational training, which is what we call it here in the States. 
um, or like technical training. Um, so jobs that don't require four-year universities, but like still require some training. Um, so like mechanics are on this list. There were some things that I was a little confused about, but like robotics was on the list, 3D printing. Um, my one highlight from the Spanish royal family today is that someone in this class, and I'm sure it was prompted, maybe it wasn't, maybe there was a royal fan, um, 3D printed like the official photo of Princess Leonor and Infanta Sofia. Um, and there's a picture of Letizia like holding it up above her and just like looking up at it. And it's adorable. Um, so like that was my highlight of the day. That's what made me happy today. Gosh, my day was hard. Um, so it was great. And yeah, that, that was the day. You guys, I am frustrated <laughs> with Spain. Um, and like I said, you know, I go through these ebbs and flows just like a normal person about kind of anything. Um, but because, you know, eight hours of my day, today it was a little bit less, kind of. Um, but like eight hours of my day is focused on royals. Um, and so, like, I see what they do every day, every single day. Um, and I'm just... I'm missing the summer content, I think, is what's happening. Um, there just isn't as much, and it's, I know, it's because Madrid um, is, and Spain and all, is is struggling with COVID again. Um, you know, there is supposed to be an event, I guess, Monday, Um and it's not confirming until probably Sunday at this point because the situation in Madrid specifically is getting very serious again. Um, it would not surprise me in the least to see Spain go into lockdown again. Um, so it's like I know. I, I know why things are happening the way they are and why there's limited press at events and why like we're not getting content but like I'm just I miss it and I'm kind of annoyed and like there are some other things that are just like happening in Spain because there's always something happening in Spain um typically revolving around the same type of situation but it's just like I'm over it <laughs> um so, yeah, that's the deal. Um, so, we're going to move on to Sweden now. Finishing up in Sweden, uh, there was one event, and it was not controversial at all. Thank goodness. Um, so today, Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel, 
met with the expert council as well as the youth council for their joint foundation, which is the Crown Princess Couple Foundation, um, that primarily focuses on um, youth access to health and well-being as well as um, the positive impact that has um, in terms of like anti-loneliness and anti-bullying and like anti-isolation. Um, so they have two different councils that kind of help them, um, a youth council for younger people to, you know, talk about the issues that young people are experiencing um, and different ways to maybe combat that as well as like an expert council, which is going to include like, you know, your social workers and your psychologists and your health experts um, on kind of all of the work that can be done um, to help balance out what's going on. So that was the event. I know this update for Sweden was very, very short, but since I spent a very long time talking about them yesterday, I figured that's okay. Um, and I've spent a lot of time talking about everyone else. I know these podcasts keep getting longer. I'm gonna, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'll, I like to try and keep them at 30 minutes. This one is at, what, about 40? Um, so, you know, it's so funny. My goal used to be 15 and now it's 30 and now I'm steadily getting close to 45. Um, I cannot do an hour podcast every day. That is not plausible because I have a half hour to edit this um, to get it up on time. So, um, yeah, check out all the social media. Let's see. YouTube, Daily Royal Podcast. Instagram, The Daily Royal. Uh, Twitter, Daily Royal Pod. Facebook, The Daily Royal Podcast. Uh, yeah, that's all the social media. Rate and review uh, this podcast, please, wherever you're listening. That helps it out a lot, helps me out. Um, and yeah, I will talk to you all tomorrow. All right. Have a great one. Bye.